I love wine, but sometimes it can get really expensive, which is why I'm so excited that today's episode is brought to you by Last Bottle Wines. If you don't know, they're a Napa-based online wine shop with a twist. They offer just one hand-picked wine per day until it sells out, which is often in hours. So new day, new wine, always at incredible prices. We're talking 30 to 70% off retail. And the best part is that there's no subscriptions, no fees, and no minimum purchase. Just a daily email with a really great wine. They're offering Datable listeners 10% off your first order with code Datable. And now is such a great time to join as their marathon sale is coming up on March 28th and 29th. They flip that one-day rule on its head and offer back-to-back deals, which means that wines are only up on the site for a couple minutes at a time and shipping is 100% free. They send us a mini marathon package of some of their favorites and let me tell you, they were delicious. Sign up at lastbottlewines.com and use the code DATABLE and find out why Last Bottle is the most fun way to discover and buy amazing wine. We are so thrilled to be partnering with Hinge. Hinge is the dating app designed to be deleted. As you all know, I'm a huge Hinge advocate as I met my partner of almost three years on the app. Even before meeting him, Hinge was always my go-to app because I met more relationship-minded people here and had some great dates. Clearly, I haven't been on the app for a little while, but I re-downloaded it to check out some of the new features. One that stood out to me was the voice prompt, my best friend's take on why you should date me, where your friend can hype you up. Not only does this make the profile creation less daunting, but it's not always easy to see your own green flags. So to test it out, I asked UA some fun prompts to get her take on what I could put if I was dating again. So the first one, how long have we known each other? What was your first impression of me and how has that changed? Julie and I have known each other for almost 10 years. My first impression of Julie was that she's very social, but I've learned that she has a lot more depth to her beyond the social butterfly that she is. My next prompt, what do you think are my green flags? I would say she's deeply loyal. She believes in love, curious mindset, and she is fearlessly ambitious. And then last but not least, what kind of friend am I? Julie is the kind of friend who will always have your back, no matter what. Damn, that feels nice to hear. So download Hinge and try voice prompts today. Then find someone worth deleting the app for. The Dateable Podcast features real stories from real people of how they make modern dating work, or not. I'm your host, Yue, former dating coach turned dating insider, if you will. On each episode, you'll hear commentary from my producer, Julie Kraftchik, and other surprise co-hosts. This episode is brought to you by Hired Club, where friends help friends find jobs. You guys, we all know how challenging it is to find a new job, but Hire Club makes it easy. You can post a job or refer a friend for one. You can also get career coaching with professional career counselors to improve your resume, increase your salary, or practice interviewing and more. Join today at HireClub.com. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Dateable, a show all about, you guessed it, modern dating. A lot of you tell us dating is your, basically your job. We hear about your dating career, about you dating almost like you're a professional, but today our guest Meredith is actually a dating (laughs) app professional. She is a professional dater. 
Um, she's a dating app professional by day and dater by night, which makes her even more interesting. Hi, Meredith. Hello. How are you? Hey. Good. She is the head of communications at The League, a popular dating app. We've also spoken to the founder, Amanda, on our show. Um, she has worn a lot of hats during her work, doing everything from community management, social media, marketing, PR, and strategy, and also just keep things going and keep daters happy. Um, but also during this time, and I, you are now in a happy monogamous relationship, but during a lot of that time you were dating by night, right? So professional dater during the day and then professional dater at night too. <laughs> In a different way. In a different <laughs> way, exactly. So a little bit of background about Meredith. She is 25 years old, originally from Westchester, New York, and she's been in San Francisco for three and a half years. You're now in a monogamous relationship. How long have you guys been together? Uh, we've been together for almost eight months, so it's still really new. Okay, so almost eight months. But before this... Or maybe nine. Whatever it is. flies. Who gives yeah. a crap? Just less than a year. Let's yeah. say less than a year. Before this, you had quite a few years of dating while working at the league. What was that like? You know, it was a, like a blessing and a curse um, in both ways because I found that people were really interested and allured by the fact that I was this like dating expert. Um, even though like, at, you know, by night, like I was really just trying to date and like actually just trying yeah. to meet people. But from the other side, I do feel that I had a little bit of an upper hand because I felt really confident. Mm -hmm. I felt confident in the dating experience. I felt confident in myself. You know, I know a lot of the back end, So I know, you know, like, how many times I've been hearted versus X, and that's a weird number oh, to know. That. You know like, I don't know if I want to know. People don't really know that, but yeah, like I got to see like of the people who X'd me, who yeah. of the people who hearted me, who, and I almost think having this like reality check of dating kind of helped me through the process. Okay. Yeah, were you like full disclosure about your day job? to the people you were dating. Yes, yes. And I actually, you know, it's one of the first things that I that I tell people um, when I, you know, go on a date with them because I'll, it very much defines who I am. Um, before working at the league, I was working at a sex toy company, which is <laughs> actually what moved me out to San Francisco. Um, you know, the sex part, you know, and sex research is really my kind of like heartthrob. That's what, okay. what gets me up and gets me going in the morning. Um, and then when I fell in love with the tech space, being in San Francisco, I felt I thought to myself, well, what's the middle ground between sex and tech? And it was dating apps. Mm, so, okay. you know, when I'm trying to get to know someone and tell them my story, it really starts with, hey, I worked for a sex <laughs> toy company and now I work for a dating app. And a lot of guys are are very intimidated by that. Yeah, I was, was going to ask. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely a conversation starter. Mm. And it's easy to kind of have like light banter about yep. the topic, but it's very easy to weed out the people who are just, you know, drooling at the mouth or like, oh, that's hot. Or <laughs> Really? Um, or, yeah. Yeah. You're mostly using the league during this time or what? how other ways were you like dating? Yeah, so I actually missed the boat on Tinder and Hinge. I mean... I was, when I first moved out to San Francisco, I really just was out at the bars and meeting okay. people and really not focused on dating. Um, and then I think I was using maybe 
a few others a bit, but I remember a coworker telling me when I was working at Jimmy Jane at the time about the league and how it had just launched in private beta. But, you know, you have to have this, like, awesome resume and career. And she looked at me. She's like, I don't know if you'd get in. Whoa. And I was like, oh. You're like, well, I'll just go work there and then I'll get in. (laughs) And I'll never forget that. So um, I emailed Amanda seven times. I didn't have her email. And so I just guessed what her email was. I was like, abradford at theleague.com. Amanda at theleague.com. I got bounce back, bounce back, bounce back. Finally, one came through. And that was it. And then I, and at the time she was like, oh, you know, I'm not ready to hire anyone. It was just her and one part-time engineer at the time. And I was like, just bring me on. I can do anything, everything. She was like, absolutely not. And then I said to her, well, why don't I just come on for one month contract to hire? Wow, you're aggressive. If you really don't like me, you can let me go. And then a month later, I was hired. Awesome. So you're using the league to date at this point. Yes. On the league, do you, I mean... You know, for Julie and I, just putting dateable podcasts on our dating profiles, people always say stuff like, "Oh, are you doing this for research? Mm-hmm. Are you going to talk about me on uh, on the podcast?" Yes. Did you get a lot of people who were like, "Are you doing this for research?" So much. That's like the number one like initiation message that I get, and automatically I'm like, "Next, next, next!" Like that is the one thing I don't want to be asked. Yeah, um, but. You know, I think it's people are curious. So one of the things you mentioned in the form that you submitted was I was focused on dating to find myself rather than someone. And through that process, I met someone awesome. Mm-hmm. So what was like your mindset and what was your goals of dating at that time? Can you kind of take us back two and a half years? Yeah, I was really, you know, I I had just gotten out of a three-year relationship. Mm. Okay, okay. And it was... Who, a, uh, from New York? From college, back in college. Okay. And it was an awesome, amazing relationship. And I think that, um, you know, it's also, it's really important to have good experiences totally. and good, healthy relationships. And so I had just gotten out of this relationship and I really had never done the dating thing mm-hmm. as a young professional. And so I decided to date not to find someone but date to find myself especially in the industry you're like I gotta get I gotta get experience I gotta get into the mindset and I felt like Mm -hmm. I missed the tinder Mm -hmm. and so I was like okay like I can give that up but let's just really double down and go out on a lot of league dates so I was probably going to use the league primarily yeah I actually exclusively okay well that's good as much as I want to you know your dog food right exactly push my own product if you are really looking to find someone and like let's say your goal is by the end of the year I really want to be in a serious relationship, you should be on all the apps. Like as much yeah. as I, you know, I wasn't I wasn't on a time crunch and so I felt like I only really right. wanted to use one app. It's not but overwhelming. Yeah, when yeah. you're in your early twenties. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Try them all out. Yeah. And new. And just yeah. like not yeah. like, oh my God, I need to find someone. I just want to date and see what it's like. Yeah. Very different mindset. You know, I was really busy at the time. I was working a lot of hours at the league. You know, it's it's startup a dating mode. app, but it's a startup. Like, yeah. it, it is a serious startup. And it was just, you know, Amanda and I at the time. So I was going out on a date every two weeks. Okay. Um, but that's still, like, a that's lot of good. dates. Yeah, but it wasn't, like, every night of the week. Exactly. You were burning yourself out. It was, like, a healthy amount that yeah. you were meeting new people. Yeah. And that's the thing is I didn't want to be burnt out. And I wanted to feel like I was, you know, getting to spend time with my friends and work and also this, like, dating self. Yeah. Um, and I decided to 
optimize for new experiences. Okay. And so that was like my kind of like forte, my mantra. I was like, okay, optimizing for new experiences, new experiences, new people. You know, I had only ever dated like one religion and ethnicity and mm, background. Okay. And so I really wanted to get, you know, I wanted to date someone. Outside of that. Exactly. Someone outside. So I wanted to date open. the black guy. I yeah. wanted to date the Indian. I wanted to date the Asian. I wanted to have those experiences. And I wanted not to just go out to dinner or drinks. I wanted to go to putt-putt and I wanted to go have a makeout on top of Coit Tower and I wanted to drive over to Marin Headlands and watch the sunset. Um, That's I, such a good point because yeah. what we hear is the opposite. I'm so busy at work. I have no time. So when I do date, it's a five-minute coffee yep. meeting or going to a bar. It becomes a nuisance. But what you're saying is I'm optimizing the experience. I don't have time to date. But when I do date, I better make sure that it's a pretty good yeah. date. Even if that person is not my forever, I'm still going to make sure it's a good date. Yeah. And what I actually started doing, and this was only probably about you know eight months into dating, when I realized rather than like letting the other person pick the restaurant or the bar... I should just already have plans that night oh, okay. and invite them to them. So huh. if there's like a museum that I want to go to or an mm. art installation or a restaurant that I really want to try, I just pick what I want to do. And even if it's an awful date, at least I checked off something oh, from so my good. bucket list. Sometimes you oh. just don't have someone to go with. <laughs> no, that's true. That's even true. if you have a ton of friends, it's just like they're not free or like... They're not into that. It's, yeah. And it's a great way to see someone in an element that they're not really comfortable with. Yeah. You know, I've brought people to some, you know, sexual health, like, conferences <laughs> and talks. Um, I've brought people to speed dating events. And if they can't hang, that's, like, a pretty good testament that we're not very compatible. And from what I understand, you also took notes? Yeah. So I would always <laughs> walk back. I actually have some notes and then, like, some mental notes. But yes, I tried to write down something that I learned on the date. And it could have been, you know, I wrote silly things down, for example, like non-negotiable, he has to love Broadway or musicals. Uh -huh. um, <laughs> or like, you know, non-negotiable, he can't pick his toenails, like in public. Like, <laughs> Did that happen? Like that. <laughs> but basically you're learning about what you like and yes. what you don't like yes. through yes. dating other people. Not so much like... I'm looking for someone, he has to be 6'5", and he has to be like this. It's more like I would prefer someone who enjoyed musicals. I prefer someone who didn't smoke. You know, it's right. your own preferences. Exactly. And a lot, I also made a lot of notes about, you know, when I ask a lot of questions on first dates about their family and friends, and the way that people talk about their family and friends I think is very telling. Mm -hmm. um, and so I wrote down, like, I, you know, I want someone who, like, talks like talks over the moon about his sister. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know why. Like, yeah, that's so important I, to me. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah, I, so little things like that. And, you know, listen, whether you get all your non-negotiables or not, probably not. But you start to realize, okay, what are the most important things that I'm looking for? I do find men who have strong female figures in their family that they speak highly of are great boyfriends. Yep. They end up being... Great or partners. female friends or something. Or female figures. Or, yeah, in their exactly. Life. Yeah. Okay. And then were there times that you, I mean, this all sounds very positive, but were there times where you did feel a little burnout or negativity came in? Yeah, I think burnout and also, you know, maybe a little bit like jaded because mm -hmm. I get to see all the internal 
things that go on with dating. And, you know, I can't deny that um, there are a lot of people with antiquated thoughts and beliefs on dating and also what they're looking for, you know. Like, there, I see and I talk to the men who only want the tiny, blonde, blue eyes, Catholic, Mm -hmm. and won't settle for anything else. Mm -hmm. And then I get the girl, you know, to the opposite, I get the girl who is upset and frustrated with her dating because she's looking for the six-foot Jewish guy, you know, highly educated within two miles of her. And I'm like... Uh, if he ha- if you haven't found him yet, he probably doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah. He's already taken. Yeah. <laughs> or there's like two people to choose from. Yeah. It's almost like I was never burnt out from my own dating experiences because I actually I feel like I never, you know, I didn't go on, on a date every week. I really kind of limited my personal yeah. dating because I was just talking about it and helping other dating others date so much that I almost was burnt out from just helping others mm-hmm. with their, you know, woe stories. Like I was traveling all summer launching the league in, um, you know, we now are live in 30 cities and I went to Seattle and in Seattle, everyone was like, dating in Seattle is the worst. Everybody says that. Yeah. Dating in Houston is the worst and dating yeah. in every city, everyone was like struggling with dating. Mm-hmm. And I think that that almost hit me a little bit harder than my own personal negativity. Yeah. I mean, negativity like feeds off of each other and it just like starts to make, like you were someone that was like, oh, I'm loving dating. Then you hear all these people being like, dating's the worst. Yeah. It just, good like, luck. Yeah. And I feel that when you are getting that burnt out feeling or jaded or, you know, just just do things for yourself. Um, it doesn't have to be cold turkey. Right. You know, yeah. you can still talk on the dating apps and go in once a week or whenever you feel like it. Or just you know? when you connect with someone. It doesn't exactly. even have to be a schedule. Exactly. Yeah. So during this time, did you were you looking for a long-term relationship or were you just dating for the sake of dating? You know, I... I definitely am more of a monogamist, I think, kind of by default than I am like this free spirit. And I have friends who are like that. I'm like, Mm -hmm. I wish I could be like you. (laughs) Um, I wasn't not looking for anything, but nothing came around that was really enticing to me. Mm -hmm. Um, I had been in a relationship. In the time that I was dating, I actually started dating someone for about six months. Um, And it was through friends of friends that we connected and, you know, I, I fell in love with him in some regards, but, you know, we had like the lust and the passion and the excitement a hundred percent, but nothing fit on paper. Hmm. And so it, it was interesting because I had never had that experience before, like nothing fit hmm. um, when you look down the line of if someone could potentially be your future forever. Hmm. Um, and he was at the point where he wanted that future hmm. forever and I could have been fine with dating this guy for, you know, another six months, but it wasn't fair to him at the time um, when he was looking more down the road than I was. Mm. So what is it about your current boyfriend that stood out? Well, actually, he messaged me with the same ridiculous, you know, initiation message as everyone else. He was like, oh, are you on this for product research? You know. Oh, I, I, thought you I, usually, I know. I know. I like, usually ask those people. Usually and you're like, that people. guy's cute. I'm like, oh, what the funny God. thing is, is that I saw his profile on, that came up in my feed. I actually took a screenshot and I sent it to my sister and I just sent her a text. I still have it. And I said, oh my God, I'm going to date this guy. 
It oh was my God. like the weirdest. And I Why, don't what was it about things. him? You know, it was his look and his profile and the whole package was just I just was super into like I was totally bought in. And there was this one photo of like him with like giving a high five at a wedding to a little kid. And so oh, he's in his suit and tie. Cute. The kid's in his suit and tie. Oh my God. And he's giving a high five. And, and chances are he wasn't even at that wedding. That wasn't a kid he knew. But he's like, this is going to be a great photo for my dating and it profile. Worked. Yeah. <laughs> and then he also had a photo of like him and his dad, and they're both wearing Grateful Dead t shirts. And like, I don't even know the Grateful Dead, but like, there's this adorable. Big, yeah. yeah. So um, when so it just shows you that there is no right or wrong when it comes to dating. And you feel naturally drawn to someone. Yeah. It's like anything they say, it's going to be fine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I will say, like, we weren't talking on the app for a very long time. You know, I do think that if – I always say if you can – list three things that you learned about that person from talking, whether that's like what they did last weekend or where they're from or where they live now, it's time to like go on a date. Even if it's mm. like very basic new knowledge that that's you know about this a person. a good rule. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you can say three new things, go out for drinks. there's or. a line. You don't want to know nothing about them. And I think also like if someone's just like, hey, want to get a drink and you don't never nothing. like. Yeah. You're like, I think a woman is like kind of put like scared in a yeah. way. But I think there's also a line of just like the pen pal that yeah. you never actually meet. Yeah, which exactly. Which is also a turnoff. So. But it's funny. I I am notorious. I must say for kind of canceling on dates if if I'm really busy. Oh, yes, I flaky. know. I know a little bit. Um, but the reason why I didn't flake on him was because he actually texted me and he said, "You'll never guess what happened." He was in New York at the Comedy Cellar. And all of a sudden, Aziz Ansari gets up on stage and he does his little bit that says, you know, who here in the crowd is single and using dating apps? And, you know, the guy, my boyfriend raises his hand. He gets up on stage. Oh, he reads his... And he reads Ah. our conversations back and forth. Oh, my God. Of course, now all this stuff happening with Aziz Ansari. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. But at the time, I was like... I was thinking, oh my God, did Aziz Ansari say the league? How many times did he say the league? I'm thinking like this as like a marketing, marketing opportunity yep. and like how many people are in the crowd. Um, so then Aziz said, all right, if you take this girl out for a drink and you get a second drink, I'll buy you your next round. So that never ended up happening, but I decided to not flake on him. So Amazing. Aziz is the Amazing. one that pushed your relationship forward. Exactly. You need to thank him. <laughs> so what would you say, like, from all the dating, like, how many people do you think you went out with in this two and a half years? If you had to, like, ballpark it. <sighs> oh, my God. I'm so bad at math. But if you think, like, a date every two weeks, so that's two dates every month mm-hmm. times 12. Mm-hmm. What's that? Uh, two dates. Oh, so it's 24. Yeah. And for two years. For two years. So Okay. Okay. So like so 50 people you, let's probably. Let's say 50 to, 50 to 55-ish. Yeah. I think it's a little bit more than that. But yeah, let's, let's just okay, say 50. Okay, but even 50 yeah. is a good amount of people to like learn things from. Was there any like dates that stood out that really taught you something about like what you were looking for that kind of translate to your current boyfriend that you were like... Now I know because of this date. Yeah, I actually, I went on on a lot of dates with people who were climbing the corporate ladder. Mm. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, I think that there's, like, that is an awesome career path. But I had a hard time 
connecting with those people because I was building my own ladder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was at a startup and, um, you know, I went on, while I was on those first dates, a lot of them turned into second or third dates and they were always, the guys never really understood why I was so busy or why I couldn't go on a date until like mm. nine o'clock at night. And this guy, my current boyfriend just got it. You know, mm. he was, he's in the startup space. He was a CEO and a founder. Um, and I think connecting on that level was huge for me because Schedules. I had never, exactly. Well, it's like you say, like bartenders, it's really hard to date a bartender, like unless you're another bartender exactly, in the industry because yeah. you're just on totally different wavelengths. But yeah. You get each other if you're on the same page. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's hard for, even if you're in a relationship, a long-term relationship, your careers may change throughout that relationship. And it's, again, goes back to empathy, right? Exactly. It's not so much about matching schedules, but right. if they don't have the empathy for your situation, then they're not a good fit. I also remember there was a date I went on and I had known that this person, because I had a little bit of insight, he was a very popular user on the league. <laughs> and, and so the fact that like, I was like, I have to go on a date with this guy because I can't believe that he hearted me because he was like up here and I was, you know, middle of the road. And I remember going out on the date and just feeling like I had to perform. And I actually oh. ended up, I actually ended up drinking too much on that date and ended up having to go to the bathroom um, oh. and, and excuse myself. Um, oh shit. Because, and I and I remember walking back and being like, why did I let myself drink too much? Yeah. You know, like, why why did I feel like I needed to? Because that had never happened before. And I felt like I was having to be someone or, you know, look prettier, bat my eyes more, flirt more. And I realized that that didn't feel like me. So that was also a good lesson Like you weren't learn. comfortable. Yeah, I wasn't yeah. comfortable. No, that's a huge thing. Like, huh. And I love the fact that you actually took that insight. Like you were saying like the notes, but then like that mental like – conversation of like why did I do this how are you so mature to think that I mean I just think like when I was 25 if I got too (laughs) drunk on a date and I went to the bathroom what be going through my head is I need to drink more (laughs) I need to black out tonight that is my goal I wouldn't be like huh, how did I allow myself to get this way very introspective I love it so introspective It's time to take a quick break so we can tell you about the latest service we have been building over at Datable. We'll be offering a platform to connect you with vetted dating experts from our network to help with everything from dating profile reviews, coaching to see where you're getting stuck in dating, and even ways to get real feedback about your dating style. The sessions typically run from 30 minutes to an hour and can all be done via Skype or Google Hangouts so you can be anywhere. We're so excited about this because so many of you wrote in asking how you can find people to help up your dating game. And this should be a great way to get personalized, affordable advice. We'll be adding more coaches and more services. And of course, let us know if there's something specific you'd like to see. To meet the coaches and book your session today, visit datablepodcast.com slash coaching. Now back to the show. I How love are you it. so introspective? Yeah. Well, I think, you know, growing up, my family was very open. Mm-hmm. Uh, my parents got divorced when I was at a very young age. So rather, I think a lot of people grew up in they think of their parents as like, ew, I can't think about mom and dad kissing or having sex. That's gross. But I watched both of my parents go through dating. Oh, um, and also, yeah. you know, my dad is remarried. They've been remarried for 13 years. Um, but he's, you know, an open swinger. 
And so I've learned, wow. you know, I've I've learned a lot about that and I learned a lot about yep. dating in your 40s and 50s. And it wasn't um, hidden from you. No, exactly. You know, I um, have had relationships with women before. My brother, um, he came out about five years ago. And so I think just having this open dialogue yeah. in the family, um, helps me be very, you know, introspective when it comes to my Got own it. personal dating life. That's a, um, an important point to bring up is how you're brought up and uh, how you see yep. your parents' dynamic absolutely influences the way you date. Oh my For me, God, yes. I always assume my parents never kissed, never had sex, and I came out like, a, like it was like pulling me out of a magic hat, you know? Like, yeah. they did not... I was the same way. I was not conceived, <laughs> you know? I just magically appeared. Exactly. Magically appeared. Exactly. But when we reunited, because my dad came to the States first, and my mom and I were back in China, and when we reunited after like two years of not being together, my parents were all over each other and I was like oh my god game over this is it <laughs> my parents actually do love each other and they touch each other yeah totally I saw them differently and I remember that moment as a moment of I want to feel that way with my partner if I'm away from them for a while, I want to just miss them so much it hurts. And then when I see them again, it's like I can't keep my my hands off of them. Yeah, it really the if, best like feeling. if you're feeling like in your current relationships or your current dating life, what is it that's a little bit off or strange? Like think back to your childhood. It also doesn't have to be. I mean, I agree with you 100. percent But I feel like for me, I was very similar that they would. It wasn't what's the right word. Like affectionate, not a super affectionate relationship. So. I kind of had that vision and then for years I wasn't that interested in relationships. Like mm -hmm. I was like kind of like got to get my like own shit together and like make money and have a good career and all this stuff. Yeah. And then one of my bosses, like I just like remember seeing him and his wife ah. and they were just like so loving, so amazing. And then that's when I was like, oh my God, I want that. I want so that. So sometimes it's not... Like, yeah, sometimes you can't change how you grew up. Like, you know, it's just is what it is. But you can also find it other places. But love changes so much over time. Yes. Really the love does. that I feel right now is going to be very different yes. 5, 10, 15 years from now. And when you get married, you know, that love fluctuates. You know, there are totally. some years, some months or even years where you're going to look at that person and you may not be madly, deeply in love with that person, which is why I think that compatibility is so important and respect. You can lose love oh, and you yeah. can be okay in a marriage, but if you lose respect, yeah, it's good over. But you are so uh, open, and I feel like in this two and a half years that you were dating, you're open to any sort of relationship, you're open to any sort of person, you Experience. didn't have a particular type. What is it about your current boyfriend that really stood out? I feel like we still haven't gotten an answer to this. <laughs> He's the goofy dad. I'm so like I'm so into the goofy dads, you know, the, like <laughs> like he has no fashion sense. He like is super silly. Um, he's not the bad boy at all. Um, he's quirky, and that's that's what I'm into. Like I, if someone can make me laugh uncontrollably until my stomach hurts, yeah, that's what I'm into. Do you think you would have been into him earlier on in your dating career? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think, um, like, not only does he fit, like, my type of, of, like, the goofy dad that I'm into, but we are so compatible in similarities in beliefs and values from, like, a family perspective, from a career perspective, yep. from a hopes and dreams perspective, and 
you know, I think you know, there's if someone can pick you up and make you feel on top of the world, then that is like the best feeling of all. I mean, listen, like I'm unbelievably happy in this relationship right now. It's still very new. Yeah. We still mm-hmm. have a lot of changing to do, a lot of growing. Yeah. You know, it's it's easy when things are easy. Yep. Right? Yes. But what about when things are really hard? So do you think hypothetically, if you had met him right after your last relationship and didn't go through this two and a half years, do you think anything would have been different? I mean, it's hard to say it's in hard to say. I think that I've learned a lot about what I'm looking for. Um but, you know, he reminds me a lot of the relationship I had in college. Okay. And, he, you know, it was like a really healthy relationship. And it wasn't like that they looked the same or acted the same. It wasn't mm-hmm. about that. It was the beliefs and the values and just like happy guys. Yep. Like they're just really happy people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm really attracted to that kind of positivity. You're super positive. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that positivity. Did you look into his league profile after you guys matched? <laughs> I can't deny that, like, I haven't done that in the past. <laughs> it's so hard not to, but I decided not to for this one. And Good when, for you. When people, when I had an inkling that it could potentially go somewhere, I didn't look. Because yeah. once you look, nothing, you can't. Right. You don't want to unsee that. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't think I want to know. So what are some takeaways we have from this conversation? Oh, wow. I feel like (laughs) I'm learning a lot from (laughs) from someone who is so I I like really admire how open you are and you're just your introspective mindset. And I think the one thing I'm taking away is you have to learn dating in life is all about learning about your own personal growth. And a lot of times with dating, we put the onus on the other person. Like this person isn't where I want them to be yet, or this person isn't what I'm looking for right now. But then we have to turn it around and say, why am I not ready for this person right now? Where am I right now? And why am I not attracted to this? Or why am I attracted to that? So I think dating needs to be turned around to what is my personal growth and reflect it back. And the other thing I think is interesting is optimizing dates because we've had so many people come on the show and say, this is my strategy for dating. And it's all about optimizing time. People tend to say like, you know, I'd like to book back to back dates. I want to get like five dates in in a week. But when you are strapped for time and that time could be spent with your family and friends, if you are going on one or two dates a week, then optimize for that experience. And I yeah, like yeah. that you already had these events lined up. And <laughs> yeah. if anybody is willing to go, then make that a date. That, mm-hmm. That's yeah. great. I think mine is like you hear a lot of people bitch about dating. Like when mm-hmm. you say dating, a lot of people are like, oh, dating, you know. So, and I've caught myself feeling that way too sometimes. So it's I'm not above it. But I think like I actually had this conversation with a friend of mine in New York mm-hmm. who's now married. And I was like doing research to like understand the differences in different cities and asking her when I was out there last. And I was like, what did you like like the best about dating in New York? And one of the things she said was similar to you about like, I got to go to new places and try new things Mm -hmm. and do all these experiences. And sometimes when you're just so focused on finding the right person, you forget that dating is fun. Yeah. And it's supposed to be fun. It's not supposed to be like this miserable thing that you have to do and you're being forced to do. Yeah. And I liked your like outlook that like, okay, even if we weren't a fit, I still did something fun. I learned something new. Like 
I think those types of positive training is going to lead you eventually to the right person. But timing is everything, right? Mm-hmm. And like, it's yeah. hard to say what you need and what you don't, but those experience help you get there. And, you know, we say this a lot. Timing is everything. Know your intentions when it comes to dating. But what this episode is showing me is don't put that much pressure on yourself. I mean, when I was dating last, I knew exactly what I wanted. I wanted a long-term relationship. I was looking for monogamy. I was looking for a future uh, marriage potential. But if you're not that clear about your intentions and what you're looking for, it doesn't mean you need to pull yourself out of the dating game. You actually can reach those conclusions while dating. So don't put so much pressure on, I need to know exactly what I'm looking for. But I also liked what Veritas said about intention. It's like, I was just trying to go and learn about myself, but I still like, I know I'm a monogamous person. I know eventually I want someone. So I'm not like ruling that out. I'm not like just dating to date and whatnot, but it's not my sole purpose. And I think sometimes when you make it like your sole purpose, that's when there's a lot of pressure. Absolutely. So it's that balance of knowing what you want, but not being overly fixated that's the only thing Mm -hmm. so meredith what advice would you give to others who look at dating as a job (laughs) from someone that (laughs) it is their job (laughs) it is my job (laughs) you know it's hard because i don't want to tell those people not to think that way um i have a very good friend who was dating as their job because they knew what they wanted, like you, like you just mentioned, um, and found someone, and they've been dating for two years now. Okay. Um. So I don't want to say that it's it's almost like if you're dating and it's if you're dating as if it's your job, but you have a negative perspective on it, that's yeah. when you need to change. Right. Um. But if you're fine with it being your job, and you're like, I'm ready, and I'm gonna know what I want, and I'm gonna go after it, then that's one thing. But yeah, if, you, if you're feeling really burnt out and negative and, like, you're not going anywhere with it, take a break, you know? And, and I don't mean, you know, as much as you want, whether that's one week, whether that's two weeks or three weeks, and then slowly get back into it. And like I said, plan events that you're excited about, whether that's going to jazz, whether that's going to a movie that you want to see or mm-hmm. a restaurant that you really want to try, and then invite someone new to come along with you. Because it's a new person, it's a new experience, and even if you walk away never seeing that person again, you're going to say, wow, well, at least I, you know, knocked something off my bucket list. So don't stop your life to date. Yeah. That's what it is. Dating should be part of your life. It should complement your life, but don't stop it. Well, I think there's a good point, too. It's like, because I'm mixed on this, like, dating as a job, and I totally agree with you. If it's negative, then it's bad, but if it's not, then there's nothing wrong with it. But it's like, if you think about getting a job, like, you're not going to just sit around to do nothing. Like, you're going to be, like, sending resumes out and putting your best foot forward. So I do think there is an element, like you said, like, if you want something, to go after it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just like a job, if you're feeling really burnt out at work, what are you going to do? You're going to start, you know, leaving a bit earlier, taking more time for yourself, sleeping Mm -hmm. more, eating better, you know, not pulling late hours, so I think it's the same thing as dating. Mm-hmm. Adjusting, yeah. yeah. Or take cool. a sabbatical. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we do have a question of the day. This one comes from Rachel. She says, I was watching my friend swiping on dating apps and saw she got a lot more matches than I typically 
typically do. I felt a little discouraged because clearly more options means a better chance of finding a partner. Do you guys have any thoughts on this and what I can do to get more matches? Meredith? Mm. Uh, Definitely. So first I would suggest, you know, look at your photos. Photos are a big one. Um, And have your friends look at your photos and tell you, like, which ones you look the best in. Sometimes we think we look really great in photos and, you know, perspective is different from other friends. So definitely look look at that. But I actually don't think that more matches necessarily means, you know, that person's going to find someone. Mm -hmm. Um, If you are optimizing for, um, you know, popularity, right, like you want as many matches as possible, then you just want you know, as many hearts and hearts and yeah, hearts. Yeah, vanity if, swipes. Exactly, vanity swipes. But if you're really looking for a partner who fits this niche that you're looking for, you actually don't want all those swipes. You really want the people who are opting in to something that you're interested in. You mm-hmm. know, for example, um, let's say you put a photo of you, you know, mot- on a motorcycle, right? You love motorcycles. Not everyone's going to heart that. But mm-hmm. the people who are also into motorcycles are going to heart right. you um, because they're opting in to that photo and to potentially you and them riding a motorcycle together. Mm-hmm. So I would say that if you're looking for someone who, uh, you know, fits a specific thing you're looking for, then uh, put a photo of that on your profile. Um, but it's not necessarily about as many matches as possible. When you talk about the profiles that are very popular on the league, do these people tend to stay single longer because they are getting so many matches? It's <laughs> a good question. Is there a trend? <laughs> you know, I find that the most popular people on, on dating apps do um, find someone fast and leave the app. Mm-hmm. Um, but just like dating typically happens, a they lot come of them back? come back. You know, so I think that, you know, they... They find someone fast, they get off, and then sometimes they come back on. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, being the most, listen, there's always going to be the hot guy and the hot girl who get tons of hearts on dating apps, mm-hmm. but the majority of us are really just looking for, you know, your other person who's just as awkward and goofy and silly and corny as you are. Yeah. That's <laughs> a really good way to put it. Yeah, no, I think, yeah, it is like hard because there is that mentality of like more options means like more potential which is true in a lot of ways but Mm -hmm. I agree with you and what you said in the sense that like sometimes more options actually just makes you more indecisive so maybe having less options in someone that's really like more your speed could actually be a better thing. I do remember OkCupid came out with this report that said through their research the people who were most successful on their site were the ones that had very particular interests so people who were like into, I don't know, um, like gothic things, like those people got matched up really right. fast because you're looking for something very particular. Yeah. And we find on the league, a, a lot of it comes with education and profession. So people who mm-hmm. have, um, you know, really highly educated, um, find someone who's also very highly educated mm-hmm. and they, they match up very quick. Yeah. That's fascinating. Well, I would say to Rachel, it's not a numbers game. I don't think uh, it is that when it comes to finding the right mate. It's all about what you're looking for. So your pictures and your profile shouldn't appeal to the masses. If you're appealing to too many people, you're doing something wrong, and right? It's also a co- not a comparison game. It's tough it's sometimes like to not fall in that trap, but like 
just because your friend is getting a certain amount of matches doesn't mean that she or he is any more successful or less successful than you in finding Mm -hmm. happiness in the long term. It's all about targeted marketing. This is what we always learn about. You know, it's like if you appeal to the masses, you're not appealing to everyone who's going to buy. So you want to appeal only to the people who are going to buy. Yes, exactly. Exactly. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Okay. Any other takeaways before we wrap this up? No, I think just the, I love this positive mindset and just kind of taking everything as an experience. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you, Meredith, for bringing this energy to our show. (laughs) We really appreciate it. If anybody wants to get in touch with Meredith, you can find her on the leak still, I'm sure. (laughs) She may be beta testing. She may be beta testing. In multiple cities. In multiple cities. And anybody who's listening who wants to be a guest on our show, maybe you have a differing opinion to this or you want to talk about your own experiences. We love to have you as a guest because we're still booking guests for season six. And on that note, let's wrap this up. Stay Stay dateable. Your action item for this week is to make a list of new experiences and events that you want to have in the next coming month. And so next time you go on a date, you can propose one of these ideas. This episode is brought to you by Hire Club, where friends help friends find jobs. You guys, we all know how challenging it is to find a new job, but Hire Club makes it easy. You can post a job or refer a friend for one. You can also get career coaching with professional career counselors to improve your resume, increase your salary, or practice interviewing and more. Join today at HireClub.com. If you didn't know already, we have a revamped website with articles, videos, and content all about modern dating. You can also find our premium Y series where we dissect, analyze, and offer solutions to some of the most common dating conundrums. We've had some great feedback about how actionable these episodes are. So check them out on our website or iTunes Music. Also, visit the site today to see the latest about coaching, where we connect you with datable approved experts to help with everything from dating profile reviews, coaching, and even gathering real feedback about your dating style in a personalized and affordable way. To connect with us, visit datablepodcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all under Datable Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and auto-download the podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast player so you never miss an episode.